Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. You can find me on social on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find us at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct, 918-800-1188. Joined today by Greg Masterson. You can find him on most platforms at Masterson's Wax. If you're on TikTok, find him at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch, though, 562-335-2053. And this is Industry Vibes, where we continue to look over the industry and weigh in on our opinions uh, interesting opinions of what happened uh, this past weekend, Greg, uh, as you mentioned, right? A lot of inflation going up, a lot of craziness happening. Uh, the opinions of we should wear suits or not, you put out last week. And what'd you say? You just went out and bought two suits? Yeah, right. And were we talking about that? I was like, we're talking last time that, that at SEMA, we all just need to wear suits. Oh, so Everybody. you bought that suit for SEMA, huh? No, I just bought two suits because I felt like it. <laughs> but it was in my mind, right? You got to set it up for success. So we're setting it up for success. Definitely, because didn't you you say this is the next roaring 20s, right? There's as uh, a lot of people in the, the, the 20s got out of the depression, they began to just go, 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 go. And it was just a big giant party. Well, thinking about this, why is it SEMA like a gentleman's club? I mean, they could be a gentle people's club. But why isn't there like a SEMA gentleman's club? You know, detailing is like, the, the detailing, professional detailing industry is like over 90 some percent men. So maybe we should start that. <laughs> be interesting who attends and who doesn't, uh, you know. It will be Definitely a fine adventure <laughs> for the Definitely. bespoke detailer. He is there. <laughs> Uh, so I am, uh, I am drinking today. I've gone back to drinking. I had another Tonya out and I was like, you know what? I want to add in a little bit of lime, switch it up, see how it tastes, see what differences are. And that got me thinking, Greg, you know, we, we like to switch things back up and go back and forth. Uh, you know, we've previously talked about your shock market value, uh, uh, sharp shock marketing. Um, you know, the way you put out information, right? You as a, a person, as a brand, uh, you have a specific way that you market. And, and I, I want to go over that real quick, and then we'll dive into some other stuff that seems to be some ways people do, uh, you know, their discussions and the way they talk. Uh, we'll go over real quick so that those people that don't remember when we've talked about this in the past, how do you define shock value marketing? Why do you put out information the way you put it out? You know, um, over here at Masters of Scar Care, I, I do a lot of the marketing over here. And I've studied mar marketing my, my whole life. And I like to do fun and exciting marketing because the whole point of marketing, whole point of, it's not even actually marketing. I think what you're talking about is actually advertising. Shock value advertising, right? Marketing, the, now for people who are listening to this, the difference between marketing and advertising is, is that Marketing is placing your product somewhere where it can get attention, the product itself, 
uh, placing it in the proper area of the buyer. But advertising is getting the attention of the buyer. And so I think what we're talking about is advertising. So um, marketing would be like placing the product in Amazon or on a website, in a store. Okay, we're going to market this product here. Or if we're a detailer selling a service, right? They would, they would market in a certain way. Mar- the marketing would be like, hey, I want, I'm offering detailing services. Who are my customers? Let's market to, right, these people. Market towards, let's, 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 let's change our business or structure our business to send that service product to those people. So let's say that I want to create a luxury detailing company. So I need to market my item, place my item in an area where people have luxury cars or they want that luxury service. So I need to place my brand or my product in like a higher end area. It's not going to work in a little small town. It might only work in like big city, Chicago, New York, LA, San Francisco. Would, like would an option if somebody is like, they enjoy doing interior work and maybe they specialize in moms with uh, soccer kids, right? That could be a demographic they go after. So in that aspect, would they, you know, do well at marketing their service at maybe a soccer field with like a banner or a softball field or something like that? Is that sort of what you mean? Yeah. um, More like if to market your stuff is like, um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do a detailing service. Okay. And I can use spray wax or I can if I want to attract a higher clientele of people, I can change my product slightly and maybe use a high-end paste wax and then market my services towards people with luxury cars, okay? Through advertising, I advertise that I am using a high-end paste wax. So it's, it's the advertising and the marketing, they kind of connect together, but the advertising is where you're getting the real attention, is where you're grabbing people. And so that's what I keep confusing, I think is what you're saying. And so if I got a banner out at a soccer field, that's advertising. That's advertising. But actually being at the soccer field was marketing because marketing had to happen before your stuff happened. You know, the, the conversion happened before some sale, before some deal went down. The marketing had to happen before. Technically, the advertising is an ongoing thing. It starts going all the time. That's why it's Google AdWords, not Google Market Words, right? And it goes all the time because, you, you know, it continuously goes, right? Um, so the advertising that we do, I, I me as an advertiser, um, the way I actually do advertising would work with anything, everything from this calculator all the way to this pen, all the way to detailing products. But I like to do uh, a very shocky, almost like aggressive grab of the of the of the the advertising. You know what I mean? Like um if I was a composer, right, I would start out my symphony with a big like fortissimo entrance like boom boom and then i'd bring it back down 
okay? Like real low. And why would I do that? It's so it grabs the attention and then you're looking at it. People won't listen to your message unless you grab their attention. There, it, your message was actually pointless. It was pointless to even give out your message because nobody listened to it. It'd be like the guy talking to nobody on the street corner, right? <laughs> why, is, why is he even on the street corner talking if he can't get their attention? So the advertising I use grabs people really hard at the beginning and yeah. then allows us to present information to them. And you've done an incredible job with it. I think most people have known how you have, well, you know, are known throughout the industry. There's, mm -hmm. there's few people that have their names known uh, throughout and most, and most everybody that has been in the business for the past 10 years, if you mention your name, they know who you are. So you, you've done an incredible job at that. Uh, the thing that I'm seeing a lot lately, which is interesting, which we've talked about and other people have talked about too, is the amount of influx of people coming into the industry now, right? Uh, I saw a TikTok the other night <clears throat> from a guy that was saying, oh, if you're a 20 year old and that you started a business, you most likely did this. And it showed a picture of somebody cleaning a car. And then it showed a picture of a lawnmower, right? Two easy things for 20 year olds to get into. I myself was mowing lawns as a high school kid all the way down to a seven-year-old, right? I got into pushing a lawnmower at seven years old, continued it all the way through high school. In my 20s, when I was given that idea of leaving my job and starting a business, I did not want to go back into mowing lawns. I absolutely hated it. But when they said, hey, how about you clean cars? Light bulb, right? And that's the direction I went. There's a lot of young 20-year-olds looking at opportunity of getting into the industry because it's such a low cost. To, like you've said, you can take your stimulus check, you can take 500 bucks, you can take 100 bucks, and boom, you're a detailer and you can start making money. It's, it's a very easy thing to get into. Now, the actual some, term for that that we've talked about is low barrier of entry. Correct. Low barrier of entry. It literally costs nothing to be a detailer. You could start like tomorrow. Less equipment than mowing lawns, I believe. So what's interesting, when, when I kind of look over the industry, right, there's, we talked the past week on celebration. We've talked over the past couple of weeks about having a positive mindset and, and being out there, putting yourself out positively, right? Then you look over the industry, there's actually also a whole lot of negativity. Very easy to go through any Facebook group, uh, Actually, here's an interesting comment that I read in another Facebook group. They referenced a lot of negative comments that were going on in this post. And they said, hey, you should go to this other group. And they listed your group, Detailers of Facebook, and said, go into that group. It's a lot less negativity. So I'm just going to go with the blanket question at first. Why do you think that if it's such an easy thing to get into, why do you think there's so many people that come in that immediately go into negative mode when they're interacting with people? Oh, you know, I don't even think it's even this industry. Like, let's just even eliminate detailing altogether. Dude, the world loves negativity. It fucking loves it, right? But I believe there's like two different people in the world. And there's the yin and there's the yang. There's the good. And there's the bad, there's the heaven and there's the hell, you know, there's the left and there's the right. There's like, it, it, there's two dichotomies of every single um, world out there, right? And 
I believe in this world, positivity attracts positivity and negativity will just attract negativity. It, it will thrive off of it. You know, it's like, um, you've seen like Stranger Things. Have you seen Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, they're like, it's it's growing. It's thriving off our negativity or like it's our, our, our hate or whatever. Well, like it, hate and negativity thrive together and positivity thrives together. I believe there's nothing you can do about it but thrive with one or the other. You know what I mean? Like thrive, thrive out. I mean, we don't even want to go like religious in here, but like all the religious books, you know, like for all religion, they always, there's like a good and a bad and like the bad, the, there's like people thrive in the bad, but then also people thrive in the good. And it's kind of weird, like, like that there can be thriving in the bad and there can be thriving in the good. And the reason I say that is because there's so many industries out there that thrive off negativity. It's like, in order to be a news story, what does it have to have? It's news story is not about, hey, let me tell you what's going on in the world. The news story has to be shocking and attention grabbing and interesting. It has to be those three things. And also abnormal. It can't be normal. It has to be something diff, you know, out of the norm. And to be honest, out of the norm is usually really negative. <laughs> it's not, I believe that it's not normal to be negative, right? Wouldn't you agree? Well, conditionally speaking, because there's some people that were just raised in that environment yeah. and they know nothing else than to be negative. Correct. And yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is just, you know, your analogy of stranger things. I immediately thought when you were going to ask the question, I immediately thought because it's just the way I, I, I love Star Wars, right? So I immediately think of the dark side, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times in those early Star Wars, you had Yoda, you had Obi-Wan really talking about uh, how the dark side can just come in and kind of overtake you. You don't yeah. even realize it. There's a path, right? There's a path to the dark side. Yeah, and it's funny. One of my favorite in Star Wars, one of my favorite scenes is when like is when the um uh emperor palpatine uh, uh later on this is in like the episode three or no i don't know it's not no it was episode like return of the jedi episode six right so he's like when when, some, when uh uh um when some things are going on with vader he's like yes feel the hate yes i love ah suck it in like ah <laughs> like it's just funny like uh, like he's he's powering off this off this hate of them yeah and i believe it's like that in the real world too you know they thrive people thrive off it some people thrive off um positivity right but you will attract those people it's just like um it's like all the jedis in in um star wars attracted other jedis like they attracted each other you know but emperor attracted all the negative people oh yeah i feel your negativity yeah come to me hang out with me right uh same same thing i believe in the real world and there's a lot of negativity out there but the people the reason i believe you see that online is because the people who are positive they're out there winning and succeeding they're not hanging out online you know, partaking in the negativity action, right? But the, you know, a misery loves company. And so there's a lot of company online. There's like, you can find everybody. And so 
they'll sit there and they'll just be miserable online. And it happens a lot on Facebook. Facebook's like the main place that happens. Because if you go to other platforms like TikTok, you don't see very much of that. You notice that? Well, I actually, I was going to say that used to be, I seem to, as the more as I get into heavier into TikTok, you know, we're regularly making posts, but then as I've started going in, because my daughters are here and, you know, as they kind of come back into my world, they start sending me TikToks of detailers and stuff like that. And I go through and read. And that one particular, I was talking about the, you know, the car wash, you know, detailer or a landscaper, if you're in your 20s. If you read through that, I mean, there were so many people just dogging the guy or, or, or coming at, you know, oh, well, blah, 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 right? You know, a lot of negativity that went into it, and they spent their time investing into negative. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer of when you sow something, you're going to reap it. So as you continue to put out negativity, you as a person, you as a brand, you as whatever you're trying to do, will then reap into negativity, sort of what you're talking about, right? Uh, misery loves company, negative wants to, you know, be attracted to other negative. Interesting thing too, which I wanted to ask you, as we put out messages, as we put out positive vibes, do you also feel that a lot of times that opposites attract? And many times when you're putting out positivity, negative tries to come and tear it down? Yeah, yeah. You know, one of my mentors told me, you know, um, uh, the monkey on the top will always have people throwing rocks at him. You know, it's because that's just that's just life, how it is. You know, there'll always be people trying to pull you down. Is that a reason why, like, the kings always built their castle on the hills away from it? Because people were just trying to tear it down either way? I don't know, you know, but kind of seems like that, <laughs> you know. There'll be always, there's always going to be somebody to try and tear you down, you yeah. know, always. There's nobody what you do. And like you said, we'll never be done without negativity, right? There will always be negative. There just will, right? The rest. Of- Let me ask you this. Is there positivity without negativity? Yeah, great question. And then I would say no, right? Because then it would just be neutral. And is then- there happiness without sadness? sadness? Yeah. Do you know what, and I, I tell people this, do you know what being happy really is until you've truly felt sad? Mm. Right? Do you, do you, have you truly felt like a winner you can't truly feel like a winner until you feel like a loser. You know, how do you know where the, where the top is until you've seen the bottom? Right. I always think about that. And uh, um, that's why I always, you know, I think we're talking about this before. If you're winning a game too much, did you even play? You know, did you even explore to see where the bottom was (laughs) or, or where your limits end? I think it's uh, the same thing uh, in the in the real world, you know. And so, you know, some people may need to see some really negative stuff to see the positive, you know. But I, I do believe when you hang out with positive people, it does bring more light out. So let's let's look at these negative comments that people make on you know let's you know, maybe your post, my post, another detailer's post. There's there's all kinds of Facebook groups or or anywhere, right? Let's look at it from two different ways, right? Let's look at it first from the perspective of if I'm the person that put out a post or put out a comment in a group, right? Legitimately asking for help or legitimately asking a question. It's funny. I saw this post uh, the other day where it was a, 
uh, some Meg's uh, hyper hyper dressing or whatever there is is, and then uh, uh, they're like spray outside, whatever they call it. And the guy was asking a question because he couldn't understand. He was a brand new detailer, and he couldn't understand from what was written which goes where, right? Okay. He didn't have a concept, and he legitimately took a photo and asked a question. Now, some of the comments were really funny, like, hey, put your camera down and go read the label. Or, you know, why don't you, you know, Google it instead of asking this group, right? So there was some legitimate, you know, it's interesting where people would rather throw out a, a photo and get other people to tell them the answer instead of doing the homework themselves, right? So yeah. I get those comments, but then the people that just went in and trashed them, right? So if you're the person that's getting trashed, because I'm, I'm pretty sure as you've put out posts and comments, you've had a lot of people hit you with negativity. Oh, yeah. What and how and when, you know, what do you do to keep from, because like you said, negativity could attract negativity and you could start to go negative because you just get bombarded with all these negative comments. How do you recommend if somebody is getting hit with negativity? to stay positive or to fend off negative, you know? You know, that's a very good question. And personally, if I feel like, um, I feel like if I could surround myself with only positive people, that my productivity will rise significantly. And online, the, the problem is, is that a lot of people, um, oh, detailers, are working by themselves. And so they don't have like a team of people back with them. It's just them. And so they go online to find help, to find assistance, to find culture, to find growth with other individuals that are in the same condition. And so some of these people that post online of negativity, you can go back and look at their profile. A lot of the times they aren't even detailers. <laughs> they're not even like a professional detailer. They're just there just to cause some havoc, you know, literally just to cause problems. And I've noticed in my own personal business growth is that I only want to surround myself with positive people. You know, they say in like a business, you have to remove the toxic people from your business, you have to pull them out. Because if the toxic people are there, they'll fester and toxic out all the rest of the people. You know, um, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, this is this is a, a crazy business chat. And so I've ran a lot of different businesses. And there was one time when I was running a business, and I fired all my employees. It was a team of five of us fired everybody else, I came in on Monday, and I was the only one. Because I had to, because one of the employees had fucked all the other employees up. And so the only way to refresh was everybody's fired. Have a good day. Thank you. And, and move on. And I hired some of the employees back, right? Um, uh, I hired some of the employees back um, because they just reapplied. You know, hey, okay, I want to reapply. And I said, you you want to work here again? Reapply next week. See you later. Okay. But because I did that, it refreshed everything. 
from and and the productivity went like pew, like two weeks later when we reset everything up, dude, the productivity went through the roof. We got more done in a week than we did in two months. And 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 because we had new and exciting people that were happier, and a lot of those people still even work with me today. They 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 stayed with me for years after that. And it just has to happen. <laughs> so if people are wondering like this, hey, you know. Do I want to keep dealing with this toxic stuff? Sometimes you just have to eliminate it. Sometimes you have to just leave the Facebook group, concentrate on, on, on what matters to you. Are the people in the Facebook group that are spreading negativity, are they your customers? No. <laughs> Guarantee your customers will probably be more positive. <laughs> yeah, and even if it's a post, right, that they can't leave out of, you know, what does somebody need to do to fend off all this negativity that we get hit with? And I, I think of, uh, you know, you definitely have to, in my opinion, when somebody leaves a negative comment on a post, you've got to reply, right? Mm -hmm. Especially, let's say, if we're a detailer and we're in a town and another detailer is going on and, you know, we call it trolling, happens all the time. Go on to somebody else's post, leave negative comments like they don't know what they're doing. Oh, you know, you just started or, oh, you this and that, right? Mm -hmm. And that could immediately start tearing somebody's mental psyche down and they, they get out of the positive mindset that they could do it, that, you know, hey, I just got in the business, but even though that there's this negativity, I can persevere, I can press through. When they get hit with the negative, many times that kind of jumbles up that positive mindset and they might let that darkness start to creep in, right? Yeah, that path yeah. to the dark side might happen and they might eventually fold or they could stay strong. And one of the ways that I found that I think is a great way of staying strong is when you reply back to those comments and you need to, you know, you, you can't leave a comment unanswered. You've got to reply back if you see it and put out your message, your rebuttal, your idea. And don't come at the person for leaving their opinion. Acknowledge that it was their opinion. However, your opinion is this. And I use a, a, you know, an old proverb, I don't want to go religious, but it's just the way I grew up. And there was a proverb that talked about that a, uh, a good response will turn away a harsh word, right? So if somebody comes in and leaves a harsh word, now back in the day, right, they didn't have keyboards, it was more of that face-to-face, -face, I'm going to come at you and you're going to get punched in the face, right? I mean, that's just the way it used to be. Now it's all keyboard style. But the analogy still remains that if you can flip a harsh negative comment and turn it into some type of positive reinforcement or some type of positivity, that good response will deflect their harshness of their attacks. And, and I found that to be, it's not a 100% proof way, but I found it is also just good for me, right? So when I get hit with negativity, I like to recounter with some positivity, but at the same time, reinforcing the person that, hey, that's your opinion and thanks for leaving your opinion. However, this is our opinion and this is what really matters the most. Now, when, when we get all these young kids, right? Young 20 year olds moving into the industry, coming in and really doing their best to try and get rolling and get going. Well, they can also have a, a little bit of a misunderstanding of what the industry is and what it really takes to make it in the industry. So back to your thoughts on marketing or advertisement, if I'm going to be putting out positivity, 
Is there anything that you would recommend specific words to say or specific styles of speech to say or, or anything that you would put out from a marketing or advertising perspective to help push forward positivity to counter negativity? You know, I truly believe that, um, you know, it's funny that you said about the, the kind words. Um, it really does turn uh, negative into positive, right? And I, I, one of my mentors also told me that love, nothing can beat love, or uh, no, nothing can overtake love. Love beats all, it beats everything, right? So if you come at negativity with love and kindness, it kind of flips it really, really easily. And it kind of changes the vibe on that. Because in reality, I believe that people, the majority of people aren't bad people. They're not negative people. They, they want to be positive. And if you start sticking with the positivity, it spreads. It's like when you go to like a Tony Robbins seminar, everybody starts clapping, clapping, clapping. It spreads out. It gets people to be positive and it spreads the positivity from the beginning. And uh, these people that want to get into detailing, uh, a lot of them have to have to remember that if you're out there in detailing and you're working solo, you got to be positive on your own. You got to have your internal positivity. And if you don't have that, you need to do something to find that. You know what's great? What I do a lot is I watch other people on YouTube. You know, 20 years ago, we didn't have YouTube. And if I would have had that 20 years ago, oh man, I would have had so much more knowledge because there's a lot of knowledge with people about positivity and thinking positive and growing on YouTube. People like Dan Locke, Dan Pena, uh, uh, people like Tony Robbins, all this stuff's on YouTube for free, you know? So people can go watch those. And if you're detailing, if you're by yourself, Use the positivity of those people to bring your positivity out because you, because those people online is crazy, but people on YouTube can become your mentor because there's enough content on there where you could watch them for days and days and days and days and days. You need a detailing mentor, call me or watch my videos. I got thousands and thousands of hours on YouTube. And you can watch them all and then give me a call. I watched all your videos. I got some more questions <laughs> and uh, all that stuff out there. You know what it costs? Zero dollars. It's just your time and, and setting up your time to get the most out of it. That's what I Well, think. and setting yourself up for that moment, right? Uh, just the same way an athlete would set themselves up for the moment that they need to go compete, the moment that they need to go after something. Right? My dad, he, uh, he would give me this analogy on a regular basis that, you know, you don't go into a situation just hoping that you're going to do the right thing. The best way to do it is begin to plan yourself so that when you get approached with that, you know the right action to take. Now, his was always an analogy of spirituality and of religion. And it was more of like, you know, when, when you go to a party and you get there and somebody's giving you a beer and you know you're not supposed to drink a beer because you're underage, is that the right time to make your decision? No, you plan ahead to make your decision months, weeks, years before that when you get to that moment, you already know what you're going to do because you planned yourself to be mentally, spiritually ready to make that decision. The analogy translates also into this concept, right? Like if you could begin to watch those YouTubes, listen to positivity, watch your stuff, Tony Robbins, you know, all the different people that you mentioned, 
and we begin to continue to program our mind to know what we want to do, well, then we get into those situations where somebody's going to negatively approach us. We'll already have inside of us this positivity that we just want to reach out and go, hey, great. And we go through what we feel, what we believe, what we want to put out as positivity instead of countering with more negative blows and all oh, I'm going to blah, 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 right? So getting prepped for those moments, man, I love that idea and going to watch things and filling your mind with positivity throughout the day, whether that's podcast while you're detailing a car or walking a dog, there's all kinds of ways to, to begin to interject positivity into our minds. So Man, what a great discussion. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time this week to talk through it because there will always be negativity, right? And, 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 and your style of marketing has helped you grow, yeah. whereas some people might associate it as negative, but it's just shock value. And because of your ways of styles, you've been hit with a lot of negativity, but yet you remain positive. So, you know, we talk about, uh, I talk about this a lot. Um, is that every time I feel like in my life where I've had the most success or where I've succeeded the most, that, that time was lit, was like planned and lived over and over and over again in my mind, like several, maybe hundreds of times before it even happened. And so a lot of the times people, um, you know, I, I may do something that was very, uh, uh, it took a lot of time. It was a very big jump. And I sometimes don't feel or don't look as happy as people would think, right? Because, uh, you know, let's say you do something uh, and it's like a big event or it's like a, a big uh, piece of success people often view it as like a lottery win. Oh my God, I fucking won the lottery. Holy shit. And like, you're like fucking pissing yourself and shit. You know, you're fainting, whatever, right? But in reality, I feel like that moment to success was lived in my mind like over a hundred times or maybe more. So it wasn't like a surprise when the success came because the success came from choices that were made maybe even years ago, right? And maybe a move that was done years ago to set up a move later on, that's, that took a huge success. And when that success happens, it's not like to me, oh, wow, holy shit, it happened. Like, wow. It's more like, yeah, it was success. Fuck yes. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's a more of a calming success like that. And um, I feel like it's the same thing with positivity. You set that up way earlier on. And, and it takes setups in your life to be able to do that. You know, you can't just one day truly be like, I mean, you can a little bit. It has to start. Be like, yeah, I'm just going to turn all this negativity off and go positive. You have to do that. But it's, it's steps in your life that you set up to help you get that positivity. Like one thing that I did is like, I only hire people to work with me that are extremely positive. If they aren't positive, they don't stay around very long. And, and, or sometimes if they do, they started off really negative and they wanted to work here just because of the positivity. 
They saw, dude, this is a really positive environment. I'm tired of working in a shitty environment. I want to work in a positive environment. This is going to help me change it up. And, and the positivity that we had here attracted, grew, festered, and pulled more people in. It's, it's crazy how that works. So um, uh, it's interesting how we, how we talked about uh, the positivity attracting and, and the setup. I tell people, set it up for success. You, you know, do everything you can. It'll happen over time. Guaranteed. Visualize it now and it'll, you'll, you'll bring it, man. Love it, man. Great words, Greg, as always. Enjoy your week, man. We'll, we'll see you, you next much. week. Thanks as always for your time. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, Hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that. You know, five star, one star. Hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community.